Joe Trainer is Wilmington's music man. At least, that's what the local paper called him once, and the title stuck. I even saw him on a billboard once, promoting the city, playing piano while he seemed to hover in midair. Still not quite sure how he did that. I am the music director for the Rock Orchestra, so I'm a musician by trade, and I love music, and that's pretty much everything there is to know about me. <laughs> music brings people together, and that's good, because that's literally how local musicians make their money. They might not have hit records or streaming revenue or a whole lot of merch, but they can put on a show and get people to come out. And hundreds do, every time the Rock Orchestra mounts a tribute to Peter Gabriel or In Excess or The Beatles. On my calendar, there's an Elton John show coming up at the Grand Opera House on May 16. Well, there was. My calendar, like Joe's, is now blank that night. Like every night. It's hard. It's hard to sit and play, and it's hard to listen to some of these artists right now because it just reminds me that I can't do it, which sounds weird, I guess. I don't know. There's going to be a time, and I don't feel like that time is right now. It's weird. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty synonymous with music. I love music. I play music. I think anybody who knows me knows that that is what I am, and I honestly can't do it right now. It's really weird. And so what's a musician to do when he can't play music? Well, here's one thing. How about organizing 256 classic rock bands into a bracket competition, and then putting up daily bouts on Facebook to give people something to argue about while they're sitting at home? Turns out, music's not the only thing that brings people together. When I put The Who up against Bruce Springsteen in round one, I thought people were going to come at me. From Short Order Production House in Wilmington, Delaware, this is The Other Side, a podcast about how people and businesses are adapting and innovating and sometimes just surviving during this time of pandemic and isolation. I'm Matt Sullivan. And before we hear more from Joe, a quick word about the Food Bank of Delaware. So last year, in 2019, the Food Bank distributed more than 8 million pounds of food to families in need. That's incredible. This year, in one month after the pandemic started, they gave away 2 million pounds of food. That's math that's simple enough even for me. Those heroes on the front lines are working at triple speed, but they can't do it without you. Learn more about how you can help fight food insecurity right here in Delaware on the Food Bank's website at fbd.org. You can give your time, your money, your voice, they all matter. That's fbd.org. You can be a hero to someone in need. Now back to the show. I'll confess, I was one of those people who complained about the Springsteen Who matchup. I think I called it, let me check here, ah, right, a seating travesty. I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. Your words, man. But let's go back to the beginning. When Joe, like hundreds, if not thousands, of local musicians found themselves without gigs almost from the moment the pandemic started. We had scheduled for May 16th our Elton John show at the Grand Opera House. In the lead-up for that, we have scheduled rehearsals, and we had gone ahead forward with a rehearsal. And it was the first time we were really like, oh, we got to be careful of social distancing and cleaning up our spaces when we're done. But it was still manageable. And then we had an encore presentation of our Jethro Tull show scheduled for the Kenneth Flash postponed. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, I guess this is how it's going to go down. We never had a second rehearsal for Elton John. We've tabled everything, obviously. Virtually all musicians are independent contractors. I mean, literally, the gig economy takes its name from a musician's job. So most don't even have unemployment checks to fall back on. 
Some have turned to a very modern form of busking, putting out a virtual tip jar and playing gigs from home. That didn't appeal to Joe. First of all, I'm not in the frame of mind to make or play music. It's just really hard for me. Plus, I also never want to put out a product that's substandard. Music is, is your mood, right? And I think one of the things that drives us to enjoy music is that we can always find something for whatever mood we're in, but also for whatever mood we want to be in. So if I'm feeling down on myself, I can listen to any number of artists that are going to kind of speak to my lack of a better word, depression, right? But if I want to feel good, then I'll listen to a whole different genre that will help amp me up, you know? And I just feel like everybody's kind of stuck in this isolation. Even if they have other people in the house, they're still very insular. So it's hard to to live in that place musically when you live in that place physically. But there was the bracket idea. A flicker of a thought he'd had seven years ago and then disregarded because, hey, who has time for that? Suddenly, there was time for that. I came up with a list of 256 bands, mostly off the top of my head. I just went through my my music collection and I took three passes at it. I wanted to make sure I included, you know, metal bands, hair bands, progressive rock bands, singer songwriters, straight up rock and rollers. I wanted to make sure I got like the old school, like Elvis and Fats Domino, those guys involved. Threw in a couple of post 2000 bands, even though they're not technically classic rock or whatever. Not everybody on my feed is 50 years old. Then once I kind of settled on a 256, the hard part was matching them. I put some heavy hitters up against each other in the first round and people lost their minds. Right. The Springsteen thing. Well, if you ask some of the people who have participated, they will tell you that I botched this up royally. The opinions on how this has been facilitated have run the gamut. Do you know how many total votes have been cast so far? I do. I do. Hang on a second. Because we just finished round three, so I haven't tallied those yet. But that'll just take a second. It's ridiculous. Matt, it's a lot of votes. And also, keep in mind, all of the votes are hand-counted. I go through the comments section, and I do tick marks for every vote. And then I count the tick marks. You know, one, two, three, four, slash. So, at the end of the first round, we had a total of 16,979 votes. In round two, we had a total of 9,951 votes. So we just completed round three which is 32 bouts, 64 bands, and that was an even 5,400 votes. So the total number of votes cast since I started this thing is 32,320 votes. All counted by hand. Yeah. As the competition entered its fourth round, some people started to realize it might be, well, a long and winding road that could only lead one place. I'm starting to get comments now like, well, we know the Beatles are going to win this thing. Spoilers, the Beatles won that thing. And my response to that is just, guys, it's the journey, not the destination. It doesn't matter how we get there. It's the conversations we're having along the way. And indeed, something did happen along the way. Every morning, Joe would announce the results from the day before, and the thank yous that would come in weren't just complimentary. They were heartfelt. They came from people who had just lost their jobs and from essential workers checking in before heading out for the day. They came from teachers who had been forced out of the classroom and parents who had been forced into a classroom, state senators and singer-songwriters, lawyers, librarians. 
One person called it God's work. Another said it was headstone-worthy. That's funny. Yeah, I saw those comments. It, it, it warms my heart. It's it's good to see. I don't know. It, I'm not going to kid myself into thinking that I'm doing some great social work here. Uh, it's just, it's a fun thing, and I'm happy everybody's engaging. I put this up as a lark, something fun, something distracting, without realizing how badly people needed something like that at the time. Something else people miss? Live music. Filling that void, full concerts from Joe's tribute group, The Rock Orchestra, started premiering on YouTube a few weeks ago. So when Matt, it was actually Matt Urban's idea to start throwing up these TRO shows. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Because here I can be out doing a concert online for people to view, but the quality is going to be where I want it to be. Before we ended the interview, my producer Alexander had a question I hadn't thought to ask. So yeah, I'm a big music fan, and I know a lot of other people who are fans of seeing live music right now are, I guess, kind of stuck in a place where we want to support musicians or performers, but we're not necessarily sure what the best avenue is to do that. If you had any ideas or thoughts about how fans of music can support musicians and performers during this time where, you know, we can't go to concerts or shows. I think it's it's really easy. If, you, if there's a musician out there that you miss or you feel like you should support, send them a message on Facebook and say, I'd like to help you out. And you can send money through Facebook or ask them what their Venmo account is and just send them 20 bucks, you know, or find out where their albums are online and, and buy them, you know, and that, just do the little things. I mean, if you want to write me a check, I'll cash it. But that's not necessary. I think that you can do little things to just kind of let people know you're thinking about them and be as supportive as you can. A few days after we spoke, Joe put up a virtual tip jar in the bracket challenge. I really hope he did well. We've had many, many conversations about the, the worth of people's time, right? We've had uh, long conversations in political realms regarding the worth of grocery store workers and people who work at convenience stores and, and this whole battle to get a $15 minimum wage going. And now here we are in the thick of this nonsense and they are the most important people out there. These delivery drivers and grocery store workers who are making nine bucks an hour tops are now the lifeblood of this country. And I feel like musicians fall into that category to a lesser degree. We are all so reliant on entertainment right now. As far as live performances and getting people in a room again, you know, they might lift the the work restrictions and, and many things might get lifted or say around May 15th, but that doesn't mean that we're putting concerts on again. I don't know when we're gonna get the all clear to have a few hundred people in a room together. So I'm not worried about TRO. When people are ready to go to concerts, we'll be there to put them on and we will work it out just as everybody else will. Until then, Joe has something else to occupy his time. On April 24th, he launched the quarantine song Battle Royale, pitting Rolling Stone's top 500 songs of all time against each other. And in the very first round, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit went up against The Cure's Pictures of You. I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. Your words, Joe. You can cast your votes for the Quarantine Song Battle Royale by finding Joe on Facebook. Just search for Joe Trainer. that's T-R-A-I-N-O-R, and his page is public. You can see full concerts from the Rock Orchestra on YouTube. That page is T-R-O Live. It's all free, but hey, put a couple of bucks in the Piano Man's jar on the way out, okay? 
The Other Side is a project of Short Order Production House and hosted by me, Matt Sullivan. This episode was produced by Alexander Newman and sound mixed by Josh Johnson. Hit subscribe wherever you hit subscribe if you want to hear more. And if you have ideas for interviews, let us know at otherside at shortorder.co. And a reminder, that's .co, not .com. And another reminder, the website for the Food Bank of Delaware is fbd.org. Check them out. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the other side.